Hey guys, I talked with Adela Finstrom and Alex Lemoyne this week. They are the two hosts of another local independent podcast here in the Phoenix area, One Holiday at a Time. Uh, really fun, really interesting concept. Uh, we talk a lot about it in this episode. Uh, we actually recorded this episode of Starving Artists immediately after recording an episode of their podcast, so that's almost three solid hours of us talking with each other on the mics. Uh, if we get a little discombobulated by the end, that's why. Um, but it was a lot of fun to do and to work with them. Um, they have some music projects they're involved in as well, some comedy projects to look out for. Um, so I, uh, I think you will enjoy our talk here, and I think you'll enjoy uh, the episode that I did with them. I think they'll be released the same week, one day after another. So check this out, and then go check that out. Phoenix, it's Tony Machete. With me, I got a double header on with me today. We got Alex Lemoyne and Adela Finstrom. How's it going, guys? Hey, it's good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Um, so we are probably gonna getting sick of talking at this point because <laughs> we've been discussing stuff on your podcast for the last couple yeah. hours already, um, which is super fun, which we're going to be talking about here, one holiday at a time. Yeah. Um, so I, let's just start right in with that. So like, what was the genesis of this whole idea? Uh, I think it, it started with me. I'm like a huge fan of podcasts and I, um, I work for DoorDash, so I'm just like driving around all nice. day. Okay. And, uh, so I listen to a lot of podcasts because it keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to podcasts a lot when I was in high school. Cause I was like, I was a lonely kid who didn't have a lot of friends. So I would just like go home and listen to podcasts. My best friend is Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Scott Ackerman and stuff. Uh, but so I did that and then I uh just like started hanging out with more friends and stuff and i stopped nice. listening to podcasts but i got back into it when i started working for doordash and i've always been interested in like starting one me and my friends had uh sometimes like we started one podcast and we that we didn't really like yeah. and then we did another one that we did like a few episodes of that we didn't really like and so i've always been interested in like starting a podcast but i never had a good idea for one and then um i don't know i don't remember when we were I think I just like came to you with the idea for it. I think you were just like, "Hey, let's do a podcast." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Well, I was so it start how it the idea came specifically was I was. Do you listen to uh, my brother, my brother and me? Oh, that's the one on Headgum, right? Oh no, uh, Max Fun. Max Fun. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'm thinking of something different. Oh, I'm uh, thinking Twin Sanity. Never. Mind. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, my brother, my brother and me is a really good podcast that you should check out. Uh, but I was listening to one of their. It was like a Christmas episode. And they were talking about all the, they were like listing off these like shitty, uh, the, uh, who's the channel ABC family or somewhat Hallmark, uh, Hallmark that Hallmark. comes out with yeah. just like 12 Christmas uh, movies every year. Yeah. And they would just like had this bit where they were just reading the names and it was like the funniest shit ever. Cause it was just like, <laughs> they have the worst names ever. And so I was like, I should, we should just like, Cause I was at that time I was thinking of when I wanted to like start a podcast, but I didn't have an idea for one. And I was like, yeah. Oh, what if I just like watch those like shitty Hallmark movies that like mm-hmm. always come out every year. And, but I looked that up and there were some people who have like a Hallmark, they just yeah. specifically watch those Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh wow. And there's a lot of like 
I, I just kind of Googled like holiday movie podcasts and all of them are like strictly Christmas movies. And so I was like, well, really? there's, yeah. And I was like, well, there's a lot of like holiday movies, not just mm. Christmas. And I like a lot of like different holiday movies. So like, what if we did like a holiday movie podcast? And I uh, asked her and she, uh, she was on board because we just like watching like shitty movies mm-hmm. together. That's like what we do anyway. So it's like, <laughs> we might as well also talk about it on a podcast. And then I also like thought of that name and I was like, well shit, like I got the name. We might as well start Let's it now. Let's go by the website. I, yeah, I, bu- I bought the domain right. name like that night. I was so excited for it. Like guys, this is fucking golden. Yeah. <laughs> we are onto something. And she, you don't really like, she doesn't really listen to podcasts. I've been trying to like get her into no. it, but I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of just listening to people talk. And I know that's dumb because, like, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, it <laughs> makes sense, though. <laughs> or you're just like, yeah, no, I'm on a podcast, but I understand if you don't listen. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I, like, I try to get her to listen to some of them, but but it's, I hope she like it. I don't know. Yeah. Is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> God, you guys are like 11 episodes in or something. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah this was the 11th year, episode. Mm-hmm. If you just asked her that for the first time. On- yeah. Actually, <laughs> that's like hated, but ago. you're so happy. I, really I just, I don't know this. how to tell you. I saw the look at his face. He was buying domain names and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go with it. <laughs> domain name was already only $18. It's fine. <laughs> the Christmas special of this podcast is going to be you finally revealing your bitter hatred of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Understanding the true meaning of podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> then Santa comes and he, uh, I don't know, dances. Party. <laughs> so, I mean, what's the difference then? Why, how, why do you feel like you liked podcasts so much? Was it just the conversational aspect of it? Yeah. I've always been into like comedy my whole, like pretty much my whole life. And so it, podcast is like, it's like, well, I mean, not all podcasts are comedy, obviously, yeah. but it's like, it's just like weird type of like performance that I'm super interested in because it's like halfway between uh, like kind of like stand up set and also like a radio show. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just this like weird medium that like when I first started listening to podcasts, I had a hard time describing it to people because it's like, it's like a radio, uh, how I would describe it is like, it's like a commentary track on a DVD, but there's no movie is how I would try to describe oh, it to people. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's hard to describe. And it's just like this cool medium that I think is like really interesting of just like long form, just like riffing with people and talking to people and stuff. And it's, it's very fun because I, I like doing stand up a lot, but I feel like, uh, I, I don't like writing jokes. <laughs> it's like, it <laughs> not feels, very good at them either. <laughs> It just feels weird to me to like write stuff and be like, this is funny. Huh? Yeah. So it's, it's more fun to just like hang out and like t- tell jokes and like, it's and more, it's more like improv kind of, kind of yeah. yeah. It's like an improv, like show performance, which is more fun That's and interesting sense. to me. Uh, that, that kind of makes me see a jealous side of it a little bit more too. Cause if someone came to me and is like, Hey, you want to check out podcasts? I'm like, what's a podcast? You're like, it's like a commentary track on a DVD. Yeah. Without a movie. I don't and like, like commentary. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's no, like it's also like, accurate, but also yeah. like a, like a radio show or something, right. but like also like not a lot of people listen to radio shows anymore. Yeah, so it's really tough to like its own, it's becoming its own thing in like a lot of different ways. Yeah. Cause like there's all the scripted ones and stuff now yeah, that like, are basically like radio serial shows. and like welcome to night Vale and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like night Vale. There's ones that are like an actual like limited series. Series. There's one that's like getting a movie adaptation soon or oh, something. Oh, what? Really? Dang. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. It's something with Julia Roberts that like oh, she's wow. doing like a TV or movie adaptation of a podcast that was on. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they're becoming like this big thing. They're like everywhere and like everyone seems to be doing a podcast. Was that was that ever like a conversation you guys had? Like, I mean, you said like looking on there, there's tons of Christmas movie ones. Was it ever mm-hmm. daunting to think of like the market is so saturated right now? I 
I just think it was like I wanted to come up with an idea that like no one had done before because yeah. like it, I could have just done like an interview show, but like there's so many like better ones that like okay, I fuck definitely... you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. Well, no, no, that's not, no, I, no, I mean like not, I'm not I'm saying kidding. that. I'm saying like I I'm sure people could other people can do it's so much better and obviously your show is like a cool concept it's not just there's like other <laughs> shows that are on the spot you're fine no i, I know i know <laughs> but it's just like there's yeah. other shows that are just like we interview like a, a person and it's yeah, like cool exactly. there's like so many it's like great. Yeah, things whatever. to do is like i don't want to interview people i want to like a cool concept to do yeah and there's a lot of movie podcasts which is like what we are essentially yeah. but i wanted to add just like an extra layer of like something to make it unique i guess so you weren't really concerned about like standing out from everything else i don't think we were necessarily worried about Mm -hmm. getting people to listen i think Mm -hmm. it's just the concept of having fun yeah yeah that's what i more like about it honestly is just like it's i guess it's just like an excuse to hang out with people (laughs) is like because like with like all the comedians out in phoenix i mean we live in like mesa and so like they're cool people and i see them sometimes but i never get to like hang out with them so it's just like also just kind of an excuse to like come on over and watch a movie with us <laughs> we're gonna make a podcast that's true and that is one thing i've like talked about with people before too asking me like why i did it is because like this is like the least pressure you'll ever get in the medium because it's like yeah. it does not matter if anyone listens to it at all you can still keep doing it Yeah, it only matters if like if you're making a living off of this which like very few people are right it's like you get on itunes or whatever and then you're just like set for life it's yeah like, i'll do it when i feel like it i don't even have to keep releasing it if i don't mm-hmm. want to whatever. yeah it's also yeah, yeah it's like super easy you just like you have to uh, pay like a hosting fee or or yeah. unless you find like a free pl- thing and right. then you just submit it to itunes and it's like there and it's like okay i did it like it's not that hard <laughs> that's so, another thing i like about it is like it's pretty easy to do it yeah this is if you can take one thing away from this conversation it's that like if you have an idea for a podcast you may as well act on it yeah there's like no reason it not doesn't to. it doesn't matter if someone's gonna listen at least like you yeah. have fun yeah. and you have interesting conversations with people and yeah it's fun there's no stakes if you like tr- do it and you do it for a couple weeks and you're like oh that wasn't as fun as i thought then just stop yeah it's, it's not like you have any like <laughs> rabid now, hardcore yeah. listeners like a week in <laughs> Exactly. Now, I mean, you you did, though, like, invest in, like, a domain in him and stuff like that. So did you yeah. see, like, a, a future in this? I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, it's just, like... Domains were cheap. Yeah, oh, okay. the, well, the domain was cheap, but also, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm always going to be a fan of podcasts. Like, in high school, I kind of, like, fell off of it, but I'm, like, back on it. And I feel like I'm always going to like podcasts and I'm always going to want to do this. Because it's, it's really just us, like, watching movies yeah. with friends. And so I feel like we could just do that forever. And it's kind of, like, weird to think about, like, just, like, stopping it. Because most podcasts just, like, keep going. That's fair. It's, like, really it's like really weird to me to think of, like, a podcast that just, like, stops. Like, there's some mm-hmm. podcasts I used to listen to and people people just, like, stop doing it. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's just, like, a weird concept to me. Like, a podcast <laughs> ending. It's, Why like, you it's weird. <laughs> and it's, like, not like you'll ever run out of material because, like, every year yeah. there's, there's new. Hallmark so comes out with 12 <laughs> movies exactly. every year. business. Yeah. <laughs> now, is there any guidelines you guys set on yourself when you like you went at to set like an artistic endeavor together like because i mean that's something i think about too i mean my wife and i are both like creative people we both have like a background in like creative arts mm-hmm. and we've done artistic stuff together and it was always like we we kind of had to like say to ourselves like okay we're not gonna let this like affect us in any yeah. way we don't want to be like i don't know too obsessed <laughs> with this was that ever a conversation you guys had or was it i don't think yeah so. not really no i always like uh we we usually do like separate things together like i i i'm more like a like a performance kind of person and mm-hmm. i don't know you're, you're more like a crafty kind of creative person like making things I like performing. Yeah, I well i know you like perform you like i I meant like 
I, I'm sorry. I don't want to. That was like, my step life you. since like third grade. <laughs> You're right. I'm a. I'm. I'm gonna stop talking now. You tell your story. You tell you tell your story. I don't have a story. <laughs> well, I see lots of stuff up on the wall, which we are in your apartment, yeah. which is cool. On your stuff, which is really nice. I feel like an idiot. Oh no, it's <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I see lots of like art up on the walls. Was this mm-hmm. you guys? I oh no. That yeah, she painted that one. Apple, <laughs> and then we painted that that boil right yeah, there that one was uh what was that place called uh the brush bar yeah brush oh, bar it it's like those like wine yeah it was fun couldn't drink wine mm-hmm. and then that was <laughs> it was like a painting that was up in adventure, in adventure time. time and we saw that and it was just in the background oh. and we were like that's wonderful i want that in my kitchen yeah. in the future and, <laughs> and so, so she I just, just painted, painted it, it. <laughs> it's totally like a color scheme that could see an adventure time. yeah, totally yeah. See that now. and then all this other stuff most of it is uh by uh, a friend of mine jim ether who's uh this artist from ohio and he's like a really cool guy who does all these paintings that are like super cheap they're all like six dollars and they're really cool this is a really great conversation for a podcast i'm realizing as we're pointing out art that's on this <laughs> you, can, I mean, you can go to jim you can go check out jimmy he's super cool you can check him out it's been by alex and adela's apartment and yeah, yeah come on over um <laughs> uh, okay cool so uh so yeah let's let's go back a little bit then into like your your separate interests so um you guys met in marching band is that correct yeah, yeah kind, kind of kind of we but. met in third grade no for first grade, first grade. I, was. I didn't know who the hell he was but he knew yeah. i was a person he played the cello with me yeah i not only me but my best friend since third grade thought i was the only cello player yeah we both have gone years thinking i was the only cello player and then i was like no i played cello also oh. and, and we like- didn't believe him and then my mom she scrapbooks a bunch so she pulled out one of our scrapbooks and there he is there he is in my first grade class it's like also in like, the corner of the picture there's also yeah. like there's also like five other cello players <laughs> Uh, we looked at a program and there's so many yeah. <laughs> oh god but yeah we were in first grade together i remember her like vaguely like being around but i was just like hanging out with my friends so but you yeah. guys were playing cello that young both of you yeah they mm-hmm. let you start orchestra in like third grade yeah and... something like that yeah. were you guys coming from like musical families <laughs> no <laughs> where did that interest come from uh well i was kind of my dad had been in like a lot of like just like bands mm-hmm. when he was younger and he plays guitar and stuff. And he's a really good, like guitar player. Cool. But I, I did, uh, I guess I just like grew up around that. And I always was interested in like guitar and stuff like that, but I never learned how to play it. But then when band came around, I just thought it was interesting. So I joined in and that's like, I guess where my musical like career started was there. Mm. But what about, what about you? I was just a really small child. And so the idea of playing the cello, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was the size of me at the time, that's what happened to me was like fifth grade. They're like, okay, now you can play the bass if you want because you're in fifth grade. And I was like, hell yeah. But it was like too big for yeah. me. <laughs> so I was like, this is not going to work. So you both started with cello. When did you start to kind of diversify your in, your musical interests? I started once we could join band, which was fourth mm-hmm. grade. Oh, wow. I wanted to play the trombone, but my mom didn't want to buy me a trombone. So I played the flute because she would buy me a flute. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, like, I stopped because it was, like, uh, I did it third and fourth grade. And then, like, halfway through fifth grade, I moved to a different school. And then I was, like, I don't know if I want to, like, do orchestra anymore because I was just, like, a kid. And I was, like, I want to play video games or something. (laughs) And so I stopped, like, doing music for a really long time until, like, high school when I uh, learned how to play the guitar by myself because I, like, had a guitar. And I was, like, I never, I don't know how to play this. So I should just like, I should learn how to play this. And then I, I learned how to play that. And then eventually I joined into like the band program. Cause I had a lot of friends in the band program that kept mm. like being like, you should join. And I was like, eh. but then I eventually joined, um, 
jazz band playing the guitar in jazz band and that's how i kind of got into the whole like marching band thing gotcha interesting now uh, what about for you? So do, you are starting to explore different things this whole time then? Or? Yeah, I started playing the flute in fourth grade. Hated it. I, I, <laughs> I liked it in elementary school. And then I went to junior high. And my band teacher was just the worst band uh, teacher ever. Mm. And she said I shouldn't be playing music. And she was just <laughs> terrible. Jesus. I know, yeah. So the, the summer after eighth grade, I decided I was going to quit. And then I just completely changed my mind and was like, I'm going to go up to Skyline right now and talk to the band teacher and join the marching band, but I'm not going to play the flute. So I, that's when I started uh, percussion. And I was the best at that school. Nice. <laughs> was there a specific thing you did as, like in percussion as a marching band? Were you normally assigned to like bass drum or snare? I wanted to be on the drum line, mm-hmm. but um, obviously I've never played a percussion instrument <laughs> right. in my life, so that wasn't going to happen. So they put me in pit, which at Skyline they made it seem like it was a bad thing when you got put in pit and so for the first year i was like yeah i'm gonna go to drumline next year and then in the next year i didn't make it on the drumline so they put me in pit again and then i started playing the bells and then the next year after that i was the section leader because i started practicing so much and i got so good at it and then eventually i just started teaching everybody it and i was like drumline fucking sucks this is where it's at suck it bells yeah nice okay Cool. So you got into percussion. You were into guitar. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but were you? When did you join the marching band? Then? I, I so I joined jazz band in tenth. Yeah. Gr- no, eleventh grade. 11th I, I think grade. it was eleventh grade. And then I joined marching band the next year because it was like too late for marching band at that point. And so in my senior year, I joined marching band. And I don't remember why. I think it was just because I was interested in like the. Um, I, we also like had a piano at my house mm-hmm. and I started learning how to play that a little bit and I like really liked playing the piano. So I was like interested more in like the pit section with like mm-hmm. the like marimbas and vibraphones and stuff like that. Yeah. That more interested me. So then uh, one of my friends like sh- uh, introduced me to her and because she was uh, at the time like the section leader of the oh. pit section and she was like a really good marimba player. And so she kind of like taught me how to like hold the mallets <laughs> and stuff like that and play. And so that's when I started like really uh like really enjoying playing um instruments in pit and i played the vibraphone in marching band which is like a you know what like a marimba is right it's like a big xylophone and like the vibraphone is just like the metal like a metal one that you can like play play a sustained note on and stuff like that (laughs) and so i i really like i really like fell in love with the vibraphone and love playing that and stuff so it's like the thick i don't know if you call them keys or whatever yeah thicker like wooden ones but they're actual metal yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. interesting why do you feel like you got drawn to something like that? Because I, I was so cute. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was part of it. <laughs> I play a sweet maramba. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was just, I don't know, like, I was, like, I got into guitar in high school, and then I started playing, like, piano and key instruments, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I really liked that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just, like, really natural for me to play, like, the, like you see, like, I have a keyboard on the table right yeah. now, because... <laughs> It's it's just I don't know I like keyboard instruments and I like piano instruments. Yeah, they're, they're just more fun and you can do more with them than you can with just a drum. And they're more like visual yeah. than most instruments too, because like especially with the the mallet instruments is like it's really fun because you you see those people like just going at it you with can those just mallets jam and that's what we would do. We were such a good front ensemble. Yeah, like uh, the like the, yeah like uh like, our senior year was just like. We had this show that was, it was a really good show written uh, by this guy named David Birchie, who's like a, a, like a really good marching band um, composer. Uh Uh, And he taught us that and he gave us like this like really good score. And we were just like all crazy on the keys, like doing like uh, two mallets per hand, just like 
doing these crazy runs and it was like i don't know i re- i really liked the technique of it all and yeah. stuff like that it, it was like a lot of very technical instruments interesting okay gotcha so like it, you were literally drawn to like the character part of it yeah like, like the kind performance of kind of part of like it the drum line when you're supposed to be all kind of rigid yeah. with everything else. Uh-huh. do you feel like that was a contrast to how you were socially because i mean i know that you've mentioned in other ways that like you uh you kind of liked being a part of the band because of the social aspects of it like do you feel like outside of the band you were less animated either of you i was a not social kid at all Mm -hmm. until i joined marching band and it forces you to be social yeah like that's how i felt yeah yeah. because like i had like probably two friends in high school until I joined marching man. Mm-hmm. And then I just like naturally became more of like an outgoing person and had all these other friends in marching man and stuff like that. So it kind of just like, yeah, it does like force you to be yeah. social, but it like in like a natural way that doesn't feel awkward or anything like that. And it's like, it was a really weird contrast for me because I was a really like reserved kid and didn't talk to anybody. But I yeah. also started stand up when I was 14 in like a, uh, freshman year Mm -hmm. and so every time i would like tell people they're like oh you're so quiet though like how do you do that it's like it's like a different thing i I don't know i've just always been interested not really in like i don't know like talking to people and so it's more like the performance part of it is my interest is like i like performing and i like making things so i was really drawn to like stand up and then i was drawn to marching man when i joined that because it was like the performance part of it was my like fascination pretty much well that's why i ask is because i found like a lot of people who are in performing arts and in any way are super antisocial when yeah you out yeah of that, like, controlled environment that they're in mm-hmm. so when you guys talk about how like it was so much fun to be able to like explore and stuff and be creative when the that yeah. environment like where you got to have control and it was encouraged and stuff like that mm-hmm. i wonder i wonder if that has something to do with it so that's yeah interesting. i think i think it is because it's like everybody's into it and mm-hmm. so so like it's easier to get into it when everybody else is because like i also took uh, a theater class when i was in 10th grade uh-huh. and that was like a terrible class for me because like <laughs> half the kids were too into it like they oh, were like God. i'm yeah. gonna be famous and stuff like that and yeah. then like the other half of the kids like did not give a shit mm-hmm. and so it made it like super like i was interested in it and i liked like uh doing performances and stuff but it was just like it ruined it for me because Either. everybody needs to be into it yeah everybody needs yeah. to be into it for it to be fun and that's what marching band was it was like everybody was into it and it was fun but still like into it on the same level I feel yeah like, from, like at that entry level because if you i know that was a thing that kind of shook my interest into that first two when i was in high school mm-hmm. was that like i was in the class and like i wanted to do it but then there were in the people in there who were like into yeah, it. yeah like they're like really serious that was yeah. the that was the thing about front ensemble though mm-hmm. like we were into mm-hmm. it on a different level than everybody we else. like didn't <laughs> take it so seriously yeah. <laughs> but we, we I, didn't yeah. but we did we, like we were so good at it but, but we didn't also... we weren't like uh like cu- like uh what like arrogant about yeah, it yeah i mean That's... I mean, we were I mean, in like a, in like a joking sense. We like, were assholes. To- <laughs> we were like pretended to be sarcastically rude to everybody, but it was just. Like, I was not pretending. Yeah, no. I would straight <laughs> up insult people, and they'd be like, "Adela, you're so funny." Oh my god. We like we had to make posters for our sections during. Uh, well, I guess you do it. You did it every year, but what we did was we just did a pie chart, and it was just like the I swag chart that. is like the <laughs> swag chart, and it was just like 
front ensemble, 99%. And then like 1% is everybody else. And we were just like, we're the fucking best. I wonder what that is. Because like when I, I did band and I was in middle school, we didn't mm-hmm. have like different types of band. We just had one band. Yeah. School was small. But uh, the percussion percussion section for us was the same way where we were like, we were the cool kids. Yeah. And then like the flautists were the ones who were like kind of stuck up and preppy. Yeah. And like the trombones were kind of just bro and stuff. But we were back there just like, we get it. Like we're just in this. We're, <laughs> we're holding this band chilling. together. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even care, That's though. literally us. Yeah. Uh-huh. My friend and I, we were in concert band together, and since there was a lot of percussionists, we all couldn't be playing at the same time. Yeah. So me and her would just sit in the back of the class and make fun of everybody, <laughs> like exactly. loud enough where I know people could hear us, but I didn't care. We always made fun of all the other students for like messing up their notes because we didn't have to read notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have to read music to kick ass. Who cares? <laughs> they're sitting there like they would they would have to play this thing again because somebody was flat, and we'd just be like, "Ugh, flat again." <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah. An, that's another good thing about percussion. You don't really have to tune anything. You don't have to <laughs> tune anything. You got to play. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So you guys st- were starting to find some more kind of social outlets and stuff doing that. So mm-hmm. what what inspired you to try and jump into stand-up then, especially at such a young age? I feel like somebody who's self-conscious, like even though it is a controlled environment and mm-hmm. you're able to kind of do it on your own terms, like that's daunting. Yeah. I... I I don't know. It was, um, I'd watch like Comedy Central, like all, like my whole life. It was just like a thing that I would watch. And my dad was super into like old eighties comics, like, um, uh, Bill Hicks and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so he would like, he would show me that stuff. And I was like, I was super into it. And I'd always had just like this feeling of like, I want to do some sort of performance. It was always like, I wanted to be in a band. Cause that's like a thing you do when you're a kid, you want to yeah. be in a band. And so I was like, have my friends come over and we'd just like, we didn't know how to play music, but we'd like pretend to play music and we're like, we're a band <laughs> or whatever. And there was that like just one point where I was like, uh, like I don't know how to play an instrument, so I can't be in a band, but I just like want to perform. So I, I was trying to like, think of like, how could I do that? Just like by myself without, without an instrument. Like, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, stand up. And then I like thought about it and I was like, I really love stand up. Like I should try that. And so it was just kind of that. And like, I think it was just like, I don't know why I did it so young. I think it was, I think I was like in a hurry for some reason. I was like, I got to do it now. I mean, like I got to start. Yeah. Like I already have this dream. I can't just hold on to this dream for all the time. <laughs> I'm 14. I could die any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it was just like this weird, like anxiety I had or something. And so were you guys dating at that point? No. Or were you still just friends? Or? We started dating like halfway through senior year, oh, okay. I think. Yeah. But we were friends for like. No. 11th grade September we started dating oh yeah like the beginning of senior year yeah okay so but you were you were acquaintances at this point at least yeah Yeah, we like knew about each other around town we we became friends like 11th grade when Mm -hmm. I joined the band and stuff so were you open about this when you started it like did you know this was happening when you like first started doing stand-up shows and stuff yeah well I don't know when he Mm -hmm. first started doing stand-up shows I knew he was a stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. I knew he did stuff I would like we had we would have like uh at band camp or whatever mm-hmm. we had like uh, oh, talent show. Uh, yeah. Well, like yeah talent show and that. i just like did i hosted it yeah. <laughs> it was that's, weird it was super weird <laughs> that's awesome but i mean how how do you like how do you react to that when you're a teenager and you're hearing like someone else who is a peer of yours is doing something like that were you like did you have an opinion about it or did you think it was weird or did you think it was cool i thought it was cool when I was little, I wanted oh. to do that. I wanted to do a lot of things when I was little, but mm. I feel like my parents were never encouraging, mm. and so I never wanted to say anything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that he was doing it, I thought it was really cool. Like, my parents were never, like, I, I don't know. I feel, they, I feel like 
like they were encouraging. They drove you places and let they, you do shows. They were yeah. Once once I like brought it to them, they were like su- yeah, they were like super encouraging and everything like that. And like they, they, yeah, they do like really like coming to my show. So I mean I'm like grateful for that because they were I was like I'm gonna do stand up and they weren't just like yeah sure like they <laughs> sure were like you are. like I'm super grateful that they were just like yeah we'll drive you whatever we'll drive to like Tempe because oh, nice. <laughs> we used to live like on like the border of aj oh, so it would really? be like a half hour drive for them but they like did oh. it and i was like thanks guys that's awesome. <laughs> no i mean that, that's something i wanted to ask too so you guys are both born and raised here in town yeah mm-hmm. okay. awesome now, do you feel like you when you're starting into stand up and stuff like that specifically in like a phoenix area do you did you like get a feel for like what comedians talk about as like a vibe of the town and stuff like that do you feel like you were starting to understand the character of it it took me like a while because i only did like one show for uh like a few years i think because i'm i was like 14 so i couldn't do anything at all there was i this was like one of the only shows that i knew about that i could have done which was at um I don't think it's even there anymore. It was uh, this coffee shop called Cup of Karma yeah. that was like, uh, it's right by the uh, MCC Dobson campus. Uh, I think it's closed now, but they used to have like a Monday night, uh, like clean stand up uh, open mic. And so that was the only one I knew about that I could perform at since I was 14. So my parents would like drive me there all the time. So I was just hanging out with these like, these like clean comedians who are like good, they're good comedians. Uh, I can't. I can't really remember any names right now. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, but but they're they're legitimately like really successful comedians and good comedians. But it was like that wasn't really my vibe. Yeah. Was like the clean comedy because they're more like corporate. Like they're gonna yeah, do it for businesses and stuff like that. Voices. Uh huh. And so it was once. It was like I don't even know why they were there, but it was um these two guys, uh Jamie Sanderson and Steve Merrick, who used to do a podcast. Cool. Uh, out here and uh, they came with another comedian uh, called Teddy Berskovich and they would come to the, the like the the Monday night open mics for like a few weeks and they started talking to me because they like books they like booked shows out in like Phoenix and stuff like that so they were talking to me like you're a cool kid like you should do more shows like I don't even know there are any more shows <laughs> and so they kind of like they kind of like became like my my uh my three comedy dads and they just like introduced me to comedy and i was like this is great like i didn't know anything about anything outside of this coffee shop and they just kind of introduced me to the whole thing like the three men and a baby of stand up yeah (laughs) that's amazing okay that's that's really cool so uh, kind of, I, I went off on a tangent, I guess. But going back to what you were saying, so you you said you didn't really feel like you maybe had the opportunities to do stuff like this. I mean, w- were they always supportive of you performing in music, like your family, all that stuff? Yeah, like reluctantly supportive. They didn't go to a lot of my shows. They would go mm. when they could, but then they'd be like, uh, I mean, do you really want me there? But they're not like, they're not not supportive of you. Yeah, like, like they just... they would pay for it. They would complain at me for <laughs> paying for it, but they would pay for it. <laughs> That's what my parents would do for music, too. Yeah, my mom would always be like, oh, it's like $100. And I'm like, yeah, but it's fun. She doesn't still yell at you about it, at least. That's true. <laughs> she kept They kept all the receipts of all of yeah. your bands. Sometimes my dad will just bring it up. Like, I put you through marching man and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> now, so uh, at this point, like, you're in marching band. Are you doing any other kind of musical projects on the side? I was in a... In, when, when did I... Sophomore year? I think that's when you guys joined. Sophomore like year, the, the guy that I was dating at the... No, we weren't dating at the time. <laughs> one of my friends was just like, I found a bagpipe band. Come with me. And I was like, okay. Yeah, because he, he was a snare player in the marching band, and he was trying to find like extracurricular like uh-huh. snare stuff to do because he was really into it. Yeah. And so he found like this, yeah, this like bagpipe and drum band to that were like 
just like, hey, come join us. You can join us if you want. And this was Mesa Caledonia and the Python? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, so this is... I don't actually know what Caledonian means. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> it has something to do with like the uh, like the culture, yeah, the like Scottish culture and stuff. Like I'm sure. just was it at one point called sure. Caledonia or something? No, it's always Caledonian, oh. and they I guess they don't like it when you say Caledonian. Well, like, I think there is a region of Caledonia or something like that. I'm just, so let's just get Kaylee should, on the phone. Real yeah, quick. <laughs> we should know some of this stuff, but we really don't. I, don't. I had so much time today to Google it, and I mm-hmm. just realized I <laughs> we haven't. Uh, we've been in the band for like years <laughs> okay so you you were all in on that right away you were like cool let's do it Back yeah pipes. yeah interesting do you have any kind of like scottish culture or anything with you no i don't think yeah, so yeah that's the weird thing is like we like don't and sometimes i like feel weird about that because i'm just like is that common in the band i, I think so i don't i don't I feel like... there's like a lot of i think uh, like scottish heritage people family? yeah uh, the whole like hossicks are all have like scottish heritage and those are like, like a majority really, the yeah. Hossicks yeah. Do, yeah. yeah the hossick the hossicks are like they are like a big uh group like a family that and they were they like the started start the, the band, band. Yeah. and stuff like that and there's uh i think only like three of well the three main ones are still there and then like all their children most of their children are in the band it's a whole thing <laughs> but yeah like i i don't have any like scottish heritage and sometimes i feel weird about it but also like it's fun and we're like celebrating the culture so it's it's nice yeah. that's cool do you guys is it all like kind of event based stuff like you guys play events and all that uh-huh. we, we play at like graduation sometimes yeah, and highland like games ASU we go to the highland graduation. games all the time right. yeah i saw the pictures from that mm-hmm. like yeah. they do like competitions and stuff yeah like that. Mm-hmm. is yeah. that your first time doing like a competitive like artistic thing like creative thing or? well marching band was competitive a, band a was little too oh yeah, yeah i guess concert yeah. band was too i didn't do a lot of like competition concert band stuff but is that a different vibe no way different yeah. vibe <laughs> how so like what, like, what makes like, it's you, a does it just feel stressful or like take pretension to concert it? Concert band is more formal. Marching band is like more uh, technique stuff. Yeah. And then Pipe Band is all about just like there's these like old like It's about pleasing old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's these just like old established rules like you gotta do this in this song and you gotta do this if it's a Strass Bay or whatever. And it's just like these old like regimented rules that you have to follow and so it's like a lot of like heritage stuff and cultural stuff. So literally just like a bunch of old guys in the audience can be like, yeah. yes. That's not how they used to I do it. I feel like our band is so cool because we're really trying to differentiate ourselves from that. Like a lot of um, tenor drummers, that's what I do, have evolved to, and, and they flourish and they do things with mallets and it, with them, they've started doing things up really high and we refuse to <laughs> yeah. do that. And then like we're doing waltzes and there, I don't think there's another pipe yeah, band we around do like, waltzes. We just like weird songs and stuff. And, and it, we, it's, we got it's a lot fun. of bass. Yeah, yeah. I, I play the, the bass. bass drum in the band, so that's fun. It's it it's easy, but it's also like the most kind of like stressful position in the band because I'm the one who like keeps the beat for the whole band, <laughs> even though no one really listens to me that much. Oh no, <laughs> band drama. Yeah, no, it's fine. Everybody in the band is like super cool. And <laughs> yeah, that that's something else. Uh, don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, so you jumped into the band first with a guy um, who you said you weren't dating yet, but so he was also a drummer though. Yeah. Okay. And so, there was a Jacob also. Oh yeah, Jacob joined. And he was a, a saxophone player in the band that we were. That was my friend that introduced mm-hmm. me to the band and stuff like that. Gotcha. And so he joined and started playing the bagpipes. Oh, okay. Were you guys ever tempted to do the bagpipes at all? Or are you guys sticking to drums? I thought about it for like a second, but then I, I was like, too. no. I still <laughs> sometimes want to just buy a practice channer and learn. Because mm-hmm. it seems fun. Yeah. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, uh, but you guys are all kind of going at the same time. So, I mean, are you putting more focus into that than you are into like the school stuff at that point then? Or like, I had to focus more on the school stuff at the time because mm-hmm. practices for the pipe band at the time were Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. And that was also the same time we practiced for marching band and did marching band stuff. So the pipe band was nice enough to move the Tuesday practices to Monday. And then I'd have to miss the whole Friday things for marching band season. Yeah, like uh, the football games and stuff like that. And um, what about you? How are you dividing your time between music and comedy? Uh, I don't... Comedy is like... I've never put like a huge emphasis on it. Like I've never been... I don't know. It's like weird to... I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, it, I've never gotten, like, super serious about it, you know what I mean? Like, like how a lot of people, they'll do shows, like, every night and go out and, like, actually try to, like, make a living out of it. I don't think I've ever gotten, like, super serious about it. So, it's just, like, it used to just kind of be, like, whenever I felt like it, I would do it. I mean, when I started doing the open mic, I think I did that, like, every week or, like, every other week or something like that. But, yeah, it's never been, like, a, a huge pressure for me to like do a show or something like that. i just do it like if i'm like i haven't done a show in a while i'll do a show is that like a conscious thing like it's just not a priority for you or would you prefer to spend more time with it i'd prefer to spend more time with it it's just like i don't know there's like i have this like weird mental block where like my brain tricks me into thinking that i shouldn't do it because like all the shows are all out in like phoenix and like oh that's such a long drive i don't want to drive all that way like my brain just like makes up excuses for me not to do it and so i kind of just like don't do it that much well there's like a there's a mesa comedy club now. yeah there is yeah it just opened and i, I would keep thinking of like going down and checking it out and maybe like starting a show there but again it's just like my brain's always like, oh, you're so busy. You got a podcast now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to go check that out because like Chris Zucker just opened that up and it's, yeah. it seems super cool. Let's talk about that starting shows too. So you created two different shows, right? You created Catawampus and mm-hmm. you created uh, Erotica Anonymous. Yeah, you did a so, lot of research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I know shit about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but all right, so when, when did you feel like you had the confidence to like go create your own show? That seems like a... a task to take on i don't think it was a confidence thing it was more like all the big stand-up shows were uh at like bars like at like a monkey Uh pants was a big place which is like a bar and grill in tempe and so i was just like i can't go to any of these shows so i was just kind of it was like a necessity thing i was just like oh i'll just start my own show then it's fine (laughs) and so i found uh i was just like looking up all ages venues in phoenix and i found the trunk space Mm -hmm. which is a super cool venue out here uh, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. So I like just emailed them. I was like, could I do a comedy show here? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I was like, wow, that was easy. And well, then that I was all there was to it. Well, yeah. And then I, we had to like talk through it and like, I had to get comedians to come on the show and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, it was just more like a necessity thing of like, uh, I can't do any of these shows. So I'll just make my own to do and then I'll host it and stuff like that. Okay. So how hard was it to book people then? As especially as a comedian who lost out on a lot of connections. Yeah. Uh, it was at first I booked like the same kind of people because I only knew like a few people. <laughs> but then I started to like start meeting more people because more people started inviting me on their shows uh, and stuff like that. So I started getting more connections. Catawampus was like a it, it it was a lot of just like the people I knew. And then when I started Erotic Anonymous and did that for a little bit. Uh, it was like a more kind of diverse, which is surprising comp- because it, you'd think it'd be harder to get people to write erotic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, "No, I've got some." That's cool. I got you. And that's, a, that's another thing I, I wanted. I I keep saying I want to do it, and I still haven't. And I like I 
kick myself every day but like i only did two erotic anonymous shows but it's like a super cool concept that i really like super and fun, i yeah. i want to start it monthly but it's 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 hard to like find a place that will like just, uh, commit to like a monthly show because right. you know people come through the trunk space wouldn't do it because they're like a, like one of the biggest venues out here so they need to be open for like touring bands and stuff like that That's which right. is understandable and i so i really want to start erotic anonymous as a monthly show and i just i i've put it off for so long but i'm really one of trying these to, days. I'm trying to psych myself up for it. I'm yeah. trying to talk my brain out of uh, being anxious. <laughs> well, there was like a run of uh, YouTube videos that um, before YouTube was oh. like huge, like when YouTube was just starting off, it was like a lot more um, like independent stuff mm-hmm. that was like fan fiction theater. And it was like, oh, yeah. Did you see those too? Yeah. Yeah. They were like um, staged like productions of like people's fan fiction, uh-huh. of, like SpongeBob and Law and Order SVU. This is really good. Office, like, what, which I didn't even realize people took the time to do <laughs> yeah. that of like Law and Order SVU. Um, mm-hmm. They could probably just get hired to write on the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I'm sure there's a market for it. So I got asked though, like, do you guys like write fan fiction? Yeah, I was yeah. On well, we we show. we did for the show. Oh, yeah, we don't oh, we don't do it in yeah. like time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I'm not gonna knock anybody who does because they're they're like passionate about their thing. But like, it was just like a fun joke thing that yeah. I decided to do because what we like did we used to like hang out with our friends and like we would go on fanfiction.net which is like this like yeah yeah, we just like read like there's like so many like ash and pikachu fanfiction and it's we would just read that and then i was like i could just like make this like a comedy show be fun and like i think that also started from uh i always felt like i wasn't very good at stand-up like because like there's so many amazing stand-up comedians out here Mm -hmm. and so it's like i always felt kind of like inferior to them and so this show was more of a way to be like, Hey, look at me. I'm a stand-up comedian, but it's like, I gotcha. Cause I'm not actually doing stand-up. I'm just reading a story. Gotcha. gotcha. I tricked you. So you can still be funny in front of people without the, the pressure of so much of like timing. Yeah. Character it's more just like, this is like, a yeah. hilarious situation that I'm going right. to read to you. And it's like, it's not really super pressured and stuff. And did you say you wrote something for it as well? Did you perform in it? Yeah. Yeah. She was on both of the, <laughs> I did it twice and she was on both of them. What did you guys write about? Shit. Uh, the first one I did was Obama. Yeah, and Obama Sonic and Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then the second one I did was Steve Urkel and Harry Potter. Oh God. And Harry Potter was like a a crack addict or something. Yeah. It got weird. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I don't remember. Your first one was. It was Kool Aid Man. I don't yeah, the Kool Aid Man and uh, Jack from Jack in the Box was the first one that's right and, and then what was the blank expressionless faces yeah. <laughs> oh and the second one was uh south park that you did oh yeah oh, i forgot what that i think oh, it was like was uh cartman, cartman and Kyle? butters I don't, I don't remember <laughs> fascinating <Okay>. yeah <laughs> but that show was super fun and i really want to bring it back i just have to find a good place and i mean like uh chris Zucker just opened up the comedy club so i'm gonna look into that because that's literally right down the yeah. street from us so no excuses yeah no excuses for that one that's awesome. And so, like, I mean, with your experiences with it, um, do you feel like you have any kind of reputation, I guess you should say, as being, like, the young comedian? Like, do you feel like you still have kind of that kind of pull or anything with that? I feel like I, d- I did. Yeah. And then it – because, like, I, it was, like, a novelty to have such a young person. And now mm-hmm. I think there's younger people than me in the scene nowadays. Like, there's, I think there's some high school kids now. Uh, but I think – it got me a reputation and then people like know about mm. me, but they really haven't like seen me do stand up. I, I think I'm just like a name that a lot of people like have heard mm. before. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm in, I'm in there, but I'm not like, people aren't like, Oh, this kid's super cool. They're just yeah. like, Oh, I heard about him. 
<laughs> he's that kid that's really young. <laughs> that can still go a long way, though. Just like the familiarity of a name, just be like, oh yeah, yeah okay, sure. Uh huh. I've gotten a, like been on a lot of shows that way for just people who are like, oh yeah, you should have Alex on. He was funny, and they're like, oh, I've heard of him, sure. Yeah. And so I've gotten on a lot of shows that way. <laughs> Now, I mean, at, since at this point in your life when you guys have both kind of become more independent from your past and stuff like that, and you have a little more confidence, you have these kind of outlets you've been doing, have you considered any other kind of performance stuff? Um, I don't do a lot of other stuff other than music. You like to focus on the music yeah. specifically. And you've gotten into a lot more instruments, like just from like stuff that I've seen online that like you were doing, like you perform not only percussion stuff, but you do with like the piano. I saw you playing ukulele at some point. Mm-hmm. The ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> I started to learn, but the ukulele was terrible, so then I stopped learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was really good in all the percussion stuff, so I can still play the flute. I can play the mellophone. No. Mellophone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Mellophone, yeah. So do you compose your own music then? No. You just like to perform it? Yeah. Got you. Do you focus mostly on the pipe band stuff right now? Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to buy a marimba. It's going to be my life. <laughs> They're so expensive, <laughs> though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, she's, like, talked to me about, like, she's interested in trying more, like, performance, like, stand-up or, so- or something like that. And so uh, when I start Erotic Anonymous, whenever that happens, she's definitely going to be on it. And so... Yeah. It- like that's a that's a good kind of transitionary one where you don't... Really yeah, it's not pressure super pressured and stuff. Well, yeah, I only ask because, I mean, like... I mean, I feel like being around like one thing for long enough, it starts to kind of rebuff. And like, my wife runs like a fashion blog, mm-hmm. and like, I never in a thousand years would have thought about like blogging something. But like, I see her do stuff, and I'm like, I could write a post on. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I could wear an outfit and take pictures of it. But like, it just kind of rubs off on each other. So I'm curious mm-hmm. how much you guys kind of sync up with each other's interests and stuff. As yeah, you I, th- I think that's happened yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah I was, liked. Good. I, I don't know. Oh what? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I mean, you guys are doing this together, which yeah. is an interesting thing. Like again, the gun going full circle with it. Like I think it's so such an interesting thing that you guys are kind of syncing up on this and like doing it as like a couple as a pair type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with uh, oh shoot, I forgot what I was about to say. Um, oh yes, I mean, that's one thing I was going to ask you about. Totally unrelated to what I just said. <laughs> um, well, I'll cut this back into post. Okay. Um, the you guys used to make videos as well. Oh yeah, videos with your friends. So I, yeah, I, I yes. used to do that. I used to do that. Too. Oh yeah, you used yes. to do that. We never Liz, posted Liz, any Liz, of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, w- tell me about those because you got on, you posted them on Funny or Die. Right? Oh yeah, I, I did. Yeah. You didn't do it. You didn't post any of it. I think uh, the ones that she we, made were. Um, we posted one. It was a song that we wrote about a ceiling fan. <laughs> and we were ceiling fans. Mm, it was all like auto tunes. Ah, uh, you're a fan. It was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, I was like, I don't know. I had a lot of different interests when I was younger. So I like, I got super into film also. Same. And, yeah. And so uh, that's when me and my friends started. I was like, I would watch like the documentary channel a lot. There was like a channel just specifically for documentaries. And I was like watching some like doc, like weird documentary. I think it was like about Abraham Lincoln impersonators. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I could just make a documentary. What? And so I was like talking with my friends, like we should just make a documentary about you. Who cares? People make documentaries about whatever. <laughs> and so we just made this like mockumentary about my friend, uh, Austin. And we called it Austin, the story of Austin. And it was just like, it was this stupid, like very bad movie of nice. just like, he's God and he created the universe and stuff like that. <laughs> it was, it got really weird. But then uh, from that, we just started making like little YouTube, like sketches and stuff like that. And it, it that was like a really, we haven't s- stopped doing that. Technically it's more of like a hiatus thing that we just haven't like gotten the time to do it more. But I, I, I had a really, I have a really fun time. Like every time we make, like sketches with each other on youtube and stuff like that we also 
before we started making sketches, we actually made like a full length movie together, which was like, it's also very bad and I'm not going to show anybody it, but <laughs> that was also a very fun time. That's and impressive though. That's really yeah. cool. We had a lot of free time, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you, you do seem like you guys have like a very non sequitur sense of humor, kind of like absurdist type of humor that you mm-hmm. like. So has that ever kind of, do you ever feel like that clashes with just like what, would drive you to more popularity or anything like that? Or, like, do you ever think of, like, actively, like, oh, I should make these jokes more accessible? Or, I don't know. That, like, is what made me popular with We the People. Yeah. In, in, Which was, like, the, the... That's, like, the political thing. You guys are going to go to D.C. and stuff, right? Yeah, we didn't yeah. go to D.C., but... Oh, sorry. Rub salt. <laughs> we <the> weren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, like, my thing with them, was I wouldn't talk a lot, because they weren't, like, my kind of crowd necessarily mm-hmm. but when i did talk i would say terrible jokes like that <laughs> and and so at the end of the year we did this award thing that was run by a couple of kids in it and what did i get what was i forgot it? what you got it was like <sighs> oh it was most likely to like write a fan fiction or something no like that, no or... it was something more weird I can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. it was just an award for how I would Being just... Being weird and <laughs> making weird jokes. That's awesome. That, yeah. That's <laughs> and then to, like, yeah, to, like, talk about that is, like, I feel like that's also another reason why I don't do stand-up a lot is because I, like, and I, wanna, I don't want to sound like a, like a hipster or anything, mm-hmm. but... I don't see myself as being one of those like club comedians that's like super and I know a lot of people don't see themselves that way that's obviously not the only way you can go with comedy but just like I, I just like the structure of it all is like not super interesting to me and I really like doing weird stuff like like erotic fan fiction and things yeah. like that and like another at one of my other shows uh I decided to end the show by painting my body green and our, our friend <laughs> Jacob played the saxophone and I just did like this lounge cover of it's not easy being green and so I just I just like doing like I I feel like I like doing weird stuff like that more than I like just doing traditional stand up. I like doing just like performance and yeah. weird stuff. And I I've I've also always been super interested in like improv, but I've never gotten into that soup like a lot cuz that seems that seems like more my style and I really like stand up, but it's yeah, it's just like the structure kind of like gets to me sometimes and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, this is kind of lame." Yeah, and I feel like I've heard like comedians like Tignataro and stuff talking about it. it's just like even at their like level, it's really hard for them to just do an open mic. Yeah, they don't just have like seven minutes of like jokes. Yeah, to do. like it's just not how they work. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So I mean, do you feel like you would ever like, pursue improv more than do you like just as an outlet for being yourself? I don't know. Uh, I've always like I've always been interested in it, but I don't know if I'd ever pursue it. There's tons of stuff in town. Yeah, that's true. There are like a lot of improv places. It's it. I just gotta, I just gotta, you know, get yeah. get my head straight and stop being so anxious about things <laughs> and get get back into like performing and stuff like that. Cause well, like live performing and that's stuff cool. like that. <laughs> I think that's a good time to kind of jump into the last couple questions I like yeah. to ask. So I always like to end um, asking a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, uh, just any any other kind of artist of any kind doesn't have to be stand up, doesn't have to be other podcasters or anything like that in Phoenix that you want to give a shout out to. Just some cool Ooh, people. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Mesa Caledonian Pipe Band, obviously. Yeah, Mesa Caledonian people. Pipe Band, right uh-huh. on. Um, I can't really think of anybody that's not, like, 
like popular local bands that people yeah, probably throw them heard. on though they might not people might not know them who listen like uh diners and dog breath i, I really like diners and and uh dog breath those are super cool guys obviously ajj everybody's heard of them they're super popular they're very good like local band uh, who else roar is very good I, I i got like super into local music in high school and so i know a lot of like local bands from like five years ago nice. <laughs> and so it's i don't know I, I i like a lot of those guys so like anybody anybody who plays like the trunk space and funny world and stuff is like all those people right are super cool and yeah. also um all the people who do shows at uh like space 55 okay uh, uh all those shows are really fun um uh matt stores does the stores objection he th- right. that show is very fun and stuff like that cool, cool just just all that all that kind of stuff is yeah. shout out to the trunk space as well then yeah space 55 and funny world then yeah we're getting good accent anybody significant <laughs> you want to point out that he hasn't said already i don't know people if you like pictures of board games you can follow <laughs> gamer garcon on instagram gamer garcon yeah yeah it's uh, it's me yeah. <laughs> when we like when we hang out with our friends and so cool <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. when we hang out with our friends and play board games she likes to take like artsy pictures of them and nice. put them on instagram okay, yeah no that that's perfectly then to the next part of it is anything you guys want to plug Oh like yeah, any personal stuff. Yeah, uh, one holiday at a time. Check that podcast out. It's Check it out. Super fun. Um, I don't know when. Let's see. I, I when put it up on Tuesday. Release. Okay, so uh, the podcast with me on it might be coming out by before you hear this one. Yeah. So go back and listen to it. <laughs> Check that out. Um, yeah, it's if, super fun. Also, if you want uh, to go uh, check me out on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, my username is Gosh Dang. I think the like URL is SoundCloud. Uh, slash dosh dash gang. It's very confusing, but uh, it's I, I make a lot of like a weird like kind of like ambient electronic music and stuff, and I've done that uh, for like five years now, but I've never gotten serious about it. And so for this whole year, I'm forcing myself to make a new song every week. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to listen along with that, and it's just kind of like a a practice exercise to get better at making music. And so you, you can kind of listen to the whole year and hear me get better at making music, which is fun. But yeah, at the point this will be released, you'll have to be like three or four weeks in. Yeah. So you've already like just a couple that you have out at this point right now that we're recording are very interesting because they're both very different. You only have, you have two tracks. I want yeah. to know. One of them is like, like video game battle music, yeah. which is super interesting. <laughs> that was weird. And then, uh, the one that I'm working on right now, that's going to be out is like this. Uh, I, I just, I kind of like go on, there's this website called freesound.org where you can just like hit this random button and it gives you like a random sound. And so I kind of do that to get like inspired. And uh, when I was like hanging out on there, there was like just something like Owen Wilson samples. And so the one that's coming out this week, which I guess is already up is, yeah, it's just like uh, I put uh, Owen Wilson saying wow on my keyboard. (laughs) And then I just like kind of played around with that for a little bit. That's phenomenal. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Cool. So we got the Instagram, we got the podcast, we got the SoundCloud. Anything else you guys want to shout out? Mace Caledonian Pipe Band again. Mace Caledonian Pipe Band. We're doing a fundraiser for oh, yeah. yes. new kilts. Yeah. Check us out. We're trying to get new kilts for our band. How uh, can people donate? You can donate by either going to our Instagram, Mesa Caledonia PB, which I also run, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to our Facebook page, Mesa Caledonian Pet Band. Yeah, and there's, there's, uh, there should be like a... a Most links. 
Yeah, like a p- pinned post on yeah. those where you can do- donate to our kilt fund. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> now, last thing I want to ask, I want to kind of get something individually from you guys too, mm-hmm. if you want to think about it, is just if someone were to try and jump into something artistic like you guys have at this point in their life, what's one piece of advice you want to pass on to them? Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, love pr- it. Pretty much, yeah. If you want to start a podcast. <laughs> oh, she took that. Do something different. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to start, if you have like an interesting idea for a podcast, just mm-hmm. like it, just do it. It doesn't matter if people listen to it or not. It's that's like kind of the hump that I had to get over when I started doing creative things is like, well, no one's going to listen to this. Why should I keep doing it? And it's like, it kind of doesn't matter. Cause like, if you're having fun, like it, it's whatever, like uh, our podcasts, like I know, I know probably like five of our friends who listen to it on and off. And it's like, that's fun. I know we don't have a lot of listeners, but it's fun to do. And I like doing it and it's like a it's fun, creative outlet for me. So yeah. I guess what I have to say is like, if you have any hangups about like, no one's going to like it, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if anybody <laughs> likes it. Just fucking do it. Who gives a shit? Just fucking do it. It doesn't fucking matter. I yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thank well, you. See you. Thanks next for time. having us. Yeah. Special thanks to Nick Machete for writing our theme music and Taylor Machete for all of her support. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to follow us and leave nice ratings on Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pinecast.co. And if you or someone you know is pursuing something artistic in the Phoenix area and you'd like to be on the podcast, write to me at starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.